The famous Mexican artist Frida Kahlo said, I am my own muse. I am the subject I know best and the subject I want to know better. In this episode, we explore the link between our art and our identity. Welcome to Starling. I'm Amy Markham. Thank you for joining me here to connect with your creative practice. So if I asked you to tell me who you are, what would you say? What's the first thing that comes to mind when trying to explain yourself to someone else? As we start this discussion, if you can, if you're not driving, write down one phrase or word or sentence that you could use to describe yourself. And I don't know if everyone feels this way, but whenever I'm asked this question or people ask me to share who I am, I get a little uncomfortable. I also have this issue when I'm meeting new people and I'm trying to get to know them. It doesn't seem like words give us enough to really try to understand who another person is. They don't paint a picture, really. I mean, I can tell you that I'm a mom and a wife and a daughter and a teacher and an artist but that barely touches me. It's a pretty generic picture. I could add that I'm from Virginia and I'm a white female and I'm from Gen X and I'm a cancer survivor, but that isn't super informative to who I am at my core either. So what could I share with you that gives you any idea about who I am underneath all the labels? Maybe looking at my artwork would give you a bit more of an understanding or at least provide you with a foundation for you to ask some questions. But those images don't really convey my identity. Do you feel like your artwork is a representation of you? Trying to understand our personal identity is a truly human struggle. It's something that we all go through, trying to figure out who we are and how we're different or the same as everyone else. As artists, it is a foundational component in our personal expression. Now, this is a very complex topic, and as I started trying to sort through how I wanted to approach the discussion, I figured it might be good to start thinking about how we begin to figure out who we are as people and then as artists. I think there's a small chance that our child self, early child self, like toddler age, might know us the best, because when we're that young, We haven't been exposed to that much, and we haven't started to compare ourselves. So that young us existed before we splintered into lots of little pieces and things that we had to become, separating our thoughts from our physical understanding of ourselves, our emotions, our feelings, our spiritual understandings. It seems like when we're really little, that those things might have been whole for a while, until we begin to separate and relate not as a whole, but as pieces. Maybe from being a mom and probably also from being a teacher, I have watched the process of my own children and my students, and I've seen this unfold. Every year I watch sixth graders come into school, and they're still children then, but I watch them begin to splinter and start to explore different components of their identity. The search begins for the mask that they like the best, the one that fits well enough, and that they really do want to wear for a while. Think back to what it feels like to be around 11 or 12 
Can you remember that flood of self-doubt and confusion that your ego laid on you then? Do you remember that need to find a label, something to take on and to claim as who you are? Can you remember who you were before fear of acceptance became a thing? By the age of three, most children have begun to form an idea of their own identity through concepts like child versus adult, short versus tall. Children begin to categorize themselves with what they come in relationship to. By five, we start to understand that there's an inner self and an outer self. You know, that idea that we can hold our own thoughts inside of us and choose what we share. As we begin to face challenges and see ourselves achieve or fail at things like school and physical activities, friendships, assorted tasks, our understanding takes us to developing self-esteem. And eventually, we start to understand our identity in relationship to everything that we encounter. We only know ourselves through relationship and experience. Our teenage years, we spend sorting out what we are not and narrowing it down even more. And eventually, there is a solid claiming of identity, for better or for worse. Now that I'm an adult, I can look back and see this whole thing more holistically, Someone had to be this one, and someone had to be that one. But it wasn't even a consideration during the individuation process itself. So, did you pick up the artist's mask in that initial sorting process? Or have you come to this one later? Do you even know what it means to have artist as part of your identity? Is it comfortable for you? I'm not sure I'm totally comfortable with it, despite being an art teacher and making and showing artwork, and even discussing how to enrich creativity here in this podcast. But I do remember that I picked that mask up very early. I think I was maybe in third grade when I really realized that artist was part of my identity. I could draw pretty well, so I started making pictures for people, and it helped me make friends. And I realized that it was something that I had that was useful, so I kept doing it, and here I am. In some ways, I feel like the artist gets some help when it comes to self-exploration and identity. We are actually expected to do a lot of internal processing, self-evaluation, criticism, and self-discovery. By choosing artist as one of the roles in our identity, we have to be willing to look at who we are pretty seriously because our expression is so entwined with our identity. From the marks we make to the colors we choose, it all expresses part of who we are. If you've ever had to write an artist statement or bio, then you know the struggle of trying to understand who you are and what you're communicating with your work. Artists work with personal identity, group identity, cultural identity, family identity, you name it. We work with that identity, that role, and we have to work through it. Just take a minute with art history and you can see the story of our human identity begin to unfold. Art started as a skill building process that defined us from other animals in a way. And you can see it going through tribal works that made tools and then pottery to religious work that defined our communal understandings of origin stories. Works that documented our landscape and our environments, then portraits of people And then that all-important self-portrait, the self-portrait. I have always found it interesting that when I ask people to draw a person, any person, 
It's usually basically a self-portrait. If you're curious about someone and you feel comfortable asking them, ask them to draw a picture of a person. You can learn a lot from what they draw. There are artists whose whole career is about identity. Take Frida Kahlo, for example. Her body of work is an exploration of who she was through her relationship to pain and culture, family, love, and especially to her own body. When we look at her work, we can see her internal processing and introspection. She externalized it through her artwork. By her exploring of selfhood externally, she invited us all into that experience. In some of her works of art, she actually depicted herself open so that we could see inside of her body where she was broken and bleeding. She took us in and asked the viewer to experience her inner world symbolically. And though Frida Kahlo was exploring herself as her subject matter, her subject matter transcended her personally. It allows the viewer to consider fundamental questions that she raised through her artwork, such as how much pain can we actually suffer? What role does culture play in defining us? And what does it mean to be a woman? The artist Cindy Sherman kind of did the opposite of Frida Kahlo. Even though she's in all of her own portraits, you can't really call them self-portraits. Where Kahlo's portraits explored who she was fully in all of her artwork, Cindy Sherman's photographs explore who she is not. Sherman created characters of different races, sexes, time periods, and stories very different from her own life experience. She inhabited these characters through costuming and makeup and then used them in her photography. Each portrait is a picture of her in a way, but it asks us to see ourselves in her. And isn't that what we're all trying to do as artists? To make work from our own experience that transcends us and communicates human experience in a more universal way that brings the viewer in and asks them to participate to find themselves in the work we make. When I really stop and think about it, it seems like all artwork, all forms of expression are about identity in some way. Each mark we make, song we sing, dance we create is an expression of our artistic identity. But in creating it, we're trying to answer the fundamental questions of who we are, not only personally, but who we are culturally, socially, historically. The works artists make reflect identity way past our own personal understanding, whether during the process we realize that or not. Our identity is not a fixed thing. It's very fluid. At least it should be. We shouldn't get stuck in thinking that we are this and become bound to one idea of what we are. It should be constantly evolving, growing, and expanding, and if we allow that, we won't get stuck, and there will be constant development throughout our lives. We won't stay in a comfort zone, because we know that that's death for an artist. As we develop our creative practice, the artistic expression has to be willing to evaluate what is it and what it isn't. And this process can be very difficult. It asks us to be willing to take risks to claim our own artistic vision and not accept the vision of others as our own. It asks us to 
push ourselves and our understandings of ourselves and who we are and never get stuck in what we feel is a certain artistic identity. I think you'll understand me when I say this. I believe that there uh, is a part of us that when we're creating something, when we're really fully engulfed in a certain period of our artwork, we're trying to understand something about ourselves. It's like we're trying to pull out something that we know is there and get a really good look at it. There are different phases in this process that result in different periods of our artistic expression or aesthetic. Each period might have its own focus, and that focus can be surface level about understanding where we are in our skill or super deep as we begin to evaluate relationships, whether that be relationship to the environment, our physical self, our spiritual self, relationships to people in our lives, and even relationships to the stories that we have told ourselves. In the creation process, we are working with expressing something that is internal in an effort to make it external so that we can pull it through, look at it, really start to try to understand it, hold it, and then assimilate that part of our identity back within us. There is a reason that we sometimes connect the creative process to birthing, and why sometimes artists call their artwork or their creation their babies. Once we have really worked through that artistic period or process and fully understood that thing that we pulled out from us, and we've worked with it enough that we can move on, that it no longer holds interest for us, it becomes part of our internal understanding, part of our self-identity that we have fully explored and can let rest. This will naturally lead to us picking up other aspects of work, and then the cycle just begins again. I kind of see this like nesting dolls. We have these parts that fit within us, that we have to break apart sometimes and look at and see how they fit in there so that we can really understand what is within us, what is part of us, through that internal investigation of all these things that make us who we are, that live within us, We can create from each aspect to form a larger picture, a larger self. Once those separate pieces of our identity come together, we begin to know who we are more fully. If you think about your favorite artist and the different periods that they have gone through, you can see this. You can find it easily in nearly all visual artists. It's also really easy to see in musicians. Madonna is an easy one to see all the phases that her expression has gone through. Now, while Madonna did that under her name, it is her real name, she took on some unique characters and versions of herself. Sometimes, as artists, we might be a little afraid to put ourselves out there fully and be as creative as we know we are. So a lot of times, we'll take on an alter ego that some of the work can come through. Think about Beyonce as Sasha Fierce. Writers use pen names to explore new ideas, like Stephen King doing uh, the Bachman books in his early career. David Bowie had Ziggy Stardust. Lady Gaga's real name is Stephanie. And even Marcel Duchamp created Rose C'est la Vie, his feminine self that was the embodiment of all of his Dada ideals. One part of the self might need to trick another part of the self into feeling like it's safe to share some aspects of our creativity. Because all of us have a little fear of rejection, 
The goal, though, is to assimilate those aspects, too. After we work with certain themes, topics, and ideas long enough, after we've taken all the necessary risks to understand certain parts of our identity, we'll become more comfortable with that part of ourselves, and we'll know it more fully. Lots of people just stop there, comfortable with what they know, and they accept that as their full-on identity, and it becomes concrete. We all know these people, people that have been stuck in the same form, ideas, and belief systems for their whole life, and they don't want to grow, and they don't want to develop. But imagine if Beyonce had never fully assimilated Sasha Fierce. Could she ever really become what we see now as Queen Bee if she had not? If she hadn't been willing to take new risks to find new forms of expression in hopes of further discovery— This should be an ongoing self-discovery process. It doesn't stop. As long as you are alive, there is discovery. As long as you are alive, you shouldn't feel like concrete. You shouldn't feel stuck. You shouldn't get too comfortable. You have to be willing to assimilate what you understand and move on to the next thing. Take the risk of exploration in your creative practice and in your life process to discover more about what you are. Our self-identity is like that nesting doll, and you may need to take it apart and reassemble it several times because there might be things in there that you've missed or been unwilling to look at or spend time with. Expanding our ideas around who we are eventually pushes us to see past boundaries we never even knew existed. As I thought about creating this episode on identity, I obviously had to think about my own ideas and opinions about myself and my own individuation process. I have explored many versions of my own nesting doll and discovered lots of things about me. I've reassembled parts and put things back together, but I don't feel like this is something that's finished. Art and identity is an unfolding process. I also feel like it's something that you have to hold on to very loosely. This discovery process is incredibly important, and the understanding who you are in relationship to the world we live in is vital as we begin to explore our own creative output and just what we have to offer the world. But be very careful when you pick up a label, not to hold it too tightly, and not to put it on so hard that you can't take it off, because there may come a time when you want to take it off. I know for me personally, I've begun to see my own identity just as a story that I tell myself, something that I've created and that I share. This whole idea of finding ourselves versus creating ourselves seems really important for the artist mindset. And in our current social media climate, we are what we share. So think about that. I mean, we're projecting an alter ego online, and sometimes that's really relevant and important to us because, like I said, building an alter ego that can feel confident enough to share all of our creative activities is really important. The problem is that's still a mask, and you need to be able to make sure that you take that one off and look back at your authentic self sometimes. Sure, there are lots of people out there saying, share your authentic self, But most people don't really want to do that, and most people who say they are doing that aren't. There's that time when you're about five years old when you figure out what's private and what's public. And you can look at that line and blur it a little bit if you want to, but know that some parts of you 
are just for you, and that's fine. And allowing the private self to have control over parts of you is important. So think about this for a second. What titles or labels have you already picked up and have on you? And how do you relate to them? I know personally, I have teacher and artist, and I think I've mentioned before, sometimes I struggle with understanding my relationship to both of those and how I hold each of those titles. Do you even have moments like this? At the beginning of this show, I say my name. I say, welcome to Starling. I'm Amy Markham. And sometimes that feels a little bit strange. Um, This idea that I am a combination of letters and sounds is odd. And our name is an important part of our identity, but do you ever feel like it's weird to say that you are that? (laughs) Um, At the beginning of this discussion, I did ask you to write down or consider what you would say if I did ask you who you were. So I want you to think back to that or look back to that if you wrote it down, because it's a place to start. Have you really explored that part of yourself in your creative practice? What could it mean that you need to pull that piece of you out and explore it through your artwork to see it more fully? Are you already comfortable with that part of you? Have you already worked through it? And if so, are you ready to pick up a new part or a new label to explore a new part of your identity? For this week's practices around identity, I have lots of ideas. Um, First of all, I want to suggest that you play with some basic self-discovery tools. Many of you may have already done this before, but if you haven't, consider taking a Myers-Briggs personality test and seeing if you think it's right. There's also this thing called the Enneagram test, and if you haven't done that, that's a good one too, and it gives you a lot more when you have both of those together. In this week's show notes, I'll make sure to put links about how to take some of these tests online. Once you have taken it and you have some results, Really evaluate whether you think they're right, (laughs) Um, because they might not be, and so why or why not? And have these results always been true for you if they are, or have you changed a lot? Do you think if you had taken these tests at different points in your life that you might have gotten other results? Do you think they'd be the same? And then evaluate why. Another thing I want you to consider doing this week is really taking apart that nesting doll. Look back at the different periods in your life and at your self-expression and see who you were at each of those points. How have you grown? How have you evolved? Have you devolved a little bit? Then if you're a little bit older, this will make sense. Um, When did you get your wings? And when I mean that, like that whole butterfly analogy of letting part of you dissolve so that you could become something bigger that could do more. We all overcome obstacles in our life, and at some point, you earned your wings. You've overcome things. Maybe you should make something to honor that you that's done all that work. This week, I also suggest that you pick a part of your identity to explore that you haven't explored in your creative practice before. It could be anything. If you are feeling particularly brave, consider looking at parts of you that you don't like or that you've been trying to avoid Perhaps maybe look at that critical self or the darker part of you that you like to deny or even those really immature aspects that you haven't outgrown yet. It might be fun to think like Cindy Sherman this week too. 
Look at what you're not and consider what it would be if you were. Try on someone else's identity. See what it might feel like to be completely different. This exercise really teaches empathy. So pick up something that you struggle to understand. How would it feel to be that kind of person? I often say, what's it like to be in that box? And here's an easy one. Make a self-portrait. Don't think hard about it. Just do it. Any medium, any style that you want. It could even be a selfie. And then look back at it. What does it tell you about you? If you're feeling brave, ask a trusted friend or family member to look at it with you and tell you what they see. Often we see very different things, and we see ourselves differently than other people view us. I mentioned earlier that I wondered if our childhood self, that toddler that might have known our essence, really knew our identity best. In the same vein, there's part of me that wonders, as we close out this episode, I wonder if the old age self puts all those nesting dolls back together and really knows us truly well, too. I'm kind of hoping so. I feel like this topic is much like the episode I did on symbolism. I could do a whole season just on art and identity and self-discovery through the creative practice, but I just wanted to get this thought planted and this seed out there so that um, you could start to consider it. Plus, because I know it's a big topic, uh, I'm not going to be doing a show next week. Next week, my family and I are going to Atlanta to go to Dragon Con, and I know I will not have time to plan a podcast. So um, take any extra time you have in this week and the next week to think about identity and the relationship you have to who you are And especially, you know, what it means to be an artist or to be a creative person in general. In this week's show notes, I'm going to make sure to put some links to articles about having an artist identity. I will also make sure to link those personality quizzes I mentioned, like the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Check the show notes for the recap of practices, links to artists I've mentioned, and of course, my weekly playlist about Identity, songs to make you think about self-discovery. So um, I hope you will reach out and share some ideas about your own identity. I'd especially love to see some of those self-portraits. You can find me on my Facebook page, Starling Creative Living, on Instagram at The Starling Creative, or on Twitter at Art Teacher Amy. Um, I will be back in a few weeks after uh, going down to Atlanta and trying on some other identities through costuming at Dragon Con. If you're going to be at Dragon Con, feel free to reach out to me and let me know who you are taking on as an identity. So anyway, um, thanks again for joining me here. And as always, enjoy your process.